Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode nine in Be With Me in the book of Hebrews. Today's title is Your Pain Point is His Help Point. Yesterday, we learned about the temptation and the allure of stepping out of this protective boundary that God has for our thoughts and our actions. I almost thought about it like a physical boundary, a big circle that we're supposed to be living in. And uh, I'm present and I'm present in the now in moments of the testing, says the Lord. I'm helping in the critical moment of when my affection for sin is weighed against my affection for God. We learned about temptation being universal. It's difficult and resisting, of course, is hard. So if you have an ongoing pain point of temptation, that's good. Why is that? Because that's exactly the help point of Jesus's grace. So read with me. This is from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18. Same verse as yesterday, uh, and it's corollary. This is 2.18. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he's able to help those who are being tempted. And then the corollary verse is in chapter 4, verses uh, 15 and 16. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every aspect, every respect, has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Verse 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So, when does Christ suffer? So, we have this high priest who's an intercessor, who's a sacrificer, maker on our our behalf. We learn that he is sympathetic. That means he shares the exact same emotion and he shares the exact same sufferings. We learn from this passage that we are weak. That's no surprise to any of us that have paid attention. We learn that he's without sin. And he's been doing this problem successfully. And he's challenging us in a sense to say this can be done successfully if we put the right ingredients in. And he's sympathetic with us. So he's shared in this aspect of humanity, of temptation and resisting temptation. And we should share some emotion with Jesus and we should sympathize with Jesus's perfect and sinless endurance of temptation, that is, suffering. So our job is to draw in, draw near to the throne of grace when we suffer temptation and find grace to help when? In our time of need. So think with me about this for a second, just kind of back up to 40,000 feet. So if we gave Christians a quiz and we ask, when did Jesus suffer? I think everybody would sort of get one of the answers right, which is on Good Friday. So we have betrayal and mocking and reviling and beating and scourging. We have abandonment of his his friends and disciples. We have striking. We have interrogations by people that are his own, the Jews and also the Romans. We have the sweating of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. We have the the disciples falling asleep. We have the nailing and the spearing and the crucifixion and the death. We have the even reviling of the of the thieves on the cross. So I think everybody would get that right. 
And that, in a sense, the, the crucifixion in, in resurrection, that's a perfect sacrifice which is necessary for the fixing and payment for sin, number one, and number two, for on stomping on the power of death. And both of these are important, obviously, but they're both, in a sense, kind of future. So I think the majority of Christians would get the rest of the answer wrong, which is they would be silent on this, which and they would miss this truth about Jesus. That is, that Jesus suffered every day of his life. Yes, on Good Friday, but also on Good Monday and Good Tuesday and, and every other day. And how did he suffer? At every temptation that he resisted. And so Jesus suffered hourly and maybe even sometimes minute by minute is he endured the pain of standing his ground against temptation. Remember, the pain goes away when the temptation is is yielded to, and Jesus never yielded. He was perfect. He was sinless. And so, it was painful. It's described as suffering. So this, Jesus never succumbed to it. So he wasn't a basket full of yielding. He was an army of continued resistance to temptation, and it's described as painful. So he stayed in the pain, so to speak. So why did he do all this? He did all this to help those who are being tempted. Well, who's that? That's us. And when did he do this? When is this for? It's for when you are tempted. It is right at the pain point of temptation is his moment of, his help point uh, of Jesus. So he gives grace right in the moment that we need it. And how much? Well, he says we're supposed to draw near to this throne of grace, which, you know, I think that's a, I think that's a lot. This, this throne of grace. So his, the, the pain point of our temptation is the moment of the help point of Jesus as we run to this throne of grace. So how do we do this? Well, we turn away from temptation, this border of temptation that I've kind of this red line around our life, and physically run away from that border of temptation and run to the center. And at the center, at least in my mind here, that I pictured yesterday was this throne of grace. And grace, remember, is getting more than we deserve. This is the good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we need most. It is actual help in real time by a qualified helper who is sympathetic and understanding. And he has suffered for us to help us at this exact moment. So our job, so let's do this. Let's do what it says. Let's draw near to this throne of grace and we will be helped in our moment of temptation. Remember that our pain point of temptation is the help point of Jesus and specifically of his grace. Thanks for listening.